welcome to another episode of Conversations with Coaches podcast. This is Dominique Hodgen. I'm the Executive Director of Education with the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute. And we have another great story from one of our successful graduates. Today, we have Master Certified Health Coach, Ashley Fishman Frank with us. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. You have a fabulous story, and I cannot wait for our listeners to to hear a little bit more more about you and about what you're doing. So let's just start off with, let's just uh, hear a little bit about, just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you were before you were interested in health and wellness, and kind of um, what brought you to um, this point in your journey. Yes. Well, I would say that I have always kind of had my toes dipped in the health and wellness field. I am a yoga instructor and I've been doing that for over 20 years. I am also a nurse. I've been a nurse for over 10 years. And I would say the combination of both of those disciplines led me to becoming a health coach in that I was trying to expand of working beyond the walls of a yoga studio, beyond the walls of a hospital and being able to reach the greater community and helping people optimize their wellness and their health so that they can really live their their best lives. Um, So it's been a really wonderful trajectory for me that uh, has allowed me to be a a full-time health coach. Perfect. Perfect. Well, what, uh, tell us a little bit about just kind of your journey to the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute, uh, what what made you decide you wanted to become certified as a health coach and maybe what drew you to the Doctors Wellness Institute training and, and what courses you took with us? Yes. Yeah, so what initially uh, drew me to health coaching in general is being a bedside nurse there. It's more of a fast paced environment where you only have a certain amount of time to connect with your clients and provide them with recommendations or education on their chronic illness, their injury, their trauma, whatever it may be that landed them in the hospital. Um, And I specifically was a neuro nurse. And, you know, I would find that my patients would either be readmitted or would end up with worse problems after they left the hospital because they really didn't have the tools that they needed to improve their health. And it was just frustrating for me as a nurse because I felt like I could do more for individuals. I didn't want to provide them with a quick fix, you know, three pieces of pieces, three pieces of paper that they left the hospital with, you know, with that basically said, eat healthy and exercise with no real um, strategies or personalized information for how they can do that. So, um, my husband likes to claim that he found health coaching first and that I should be thanking him. <laughs> um, but uh, together, I will say we both found health coaching and um, I just fell in love with it at the beginning, knowing that I was able to work with a client for a longer period of time, create goals for them and uncover strategies for them to be successful uh, in improving their health and whether that was reversing their chronic illness or just optimizing their health in general, whatever that looked like for them in order for them to live their best, best life. I was felt more fulfilled with my job and with 
my overall purpose uh, in that this was a different way that I could help people that again was beyond the walls of, of the hospital and reaching more people. And um, how I found Dr. Sears was that I was already working at my hospital, St. Luke's Medical Center, and my manager had asked me if I would like to take over the Healthy You and Baby 2 program, which is an employee benefit that we offer all individuals who are expecting moms. And I redesigned the program to offer pregnancy health coaching. Before that, it was really only a one-time consult call where they talked about the basic principles of having a healthy pregnancy. And I felt like even though at that time I was a health coach that I could use some additional training that was more specialized in pregnancy. And I found Dr. Sears's uh, program. And so I went through their uh, pregnancy training and I fell in love with the program so much that I decided to do their master certified program. Um, and I really felt that it was just such a great asset for me and that I could better serve my clients who were pregnant in cultivating that healthy pregnancy. And now I even work with them in the postpartum period as well. Wow. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit about just to give our listeners a little bit more insight into some of the things maybe you learn in the training. Uh, we often get asked, you know, well, what am I going to learn? So maybe talk about a little bit about what you, what some of your takeaways were from the pregnancy component, and then maybe some component, some things that you took away from the master component. Yes. So in the pregnancy com component, you know, they provided us with um, three different books that focuses on eating better, living better, and then the postpartum period as far as um, being able to care for yourself and your baby. And it was more of a, a group style approach that you could offer a specific program for them that, that focused on those areas and, and really in preparing yourself for that postpartum, but also utilizing that time when you were pregnant to cultivate these healthy habits that would hopefully be sustainable in that postpartum period. So really main focus was on self-care, nutrition, setting boundaries for yourself, learning how to communicate with your support people, and really creating an environment that would support this new individual that was coming into your life and how you could still prioritize mom. Um, so really wonderful information specifically for pregnancy. And then in the master certified, they focus more on the individual health coaching where we talk about motivational interviewing, appreciative inquiry, um, nonviolent communication that really gave you the tools to better um, serve your clients in reaching their goals, building their self-efficacy, their self-determination, allowing them to really feel confident once they graduated from the program to continue independently without a health coach in um, sustaining their lifestyle that they had worked on building during the time you worked with them. Awesome. 
Super. Yeah, that that is always really that's just good information for our listeners as they're kind of considering their own journey, right? So tell us a little bit about what you are doing now. So you mentioned that you had kind of redesigned this pregnancy program that you're in, and I know you've got your toe in a couple other different areas as well. So share a little bit with us uh, about what you are currently doing um, in your current role and what type of clients you work with and just kind of paint that picture for us, if you would. Okay. So I work for, again, St. Luke's Medical Center in Boise, Idaho. And I would say 60% of my clients are more on chronic illness management or stress management. And we work within a care management team. And that includes dietitians, pharmacists, social workers. And so that allows us to really give a holistic approach to our clients if they were interested in those other disciplines. And we work with our clients for four months in creating vision, a wellness vision and their long-term goals and their weekly action steps and collaborate with their primary care providers so that everyone's on the same page as far as what that client is trying to achieve and obviously personalized to the client. And then about 40% of my clients are the expecting moms and postpartum. And sometimes there will occasionally be a spouse that is interested in joining the session, specifically in the the pregnancy period. Um, And that program is, uh, depending on when we start working with the expecting mom, it is ongoing throughout their pregnancy. So most clients, I would say, start in that second trimester. So I could work with them for almost six months and you know, really focusing on how to cultivate a healthy pregnancy. And there's some individuals who wanna focus mostly on nutrition um, or exercise. You know, We provide them with pelvic floor exercises and then stress management is a huge one, especially for first time moms who just feel really not prepared and overwhelmed with everything that they feel like that needs to be completed in that uh, pregnancy period. And really giving them the tools to feel that they can be as prepared as possible for that postpartum period. So working on identifying self-care activities, learning how to prioritize mom, talking about their comfort level with asking for help and setting boundaries so that they feel like they're creating the space and the environment that will allow them to bond with their baby once their baby has arrived and still receive the help they want from individuals. It's the right individual for the task. Uh, and then in the postpartum period, you know, we really focus on more so that time management, especially for moms who are returning back to work. How can you now integrate uh, not just your personal life, but your family life that includes you know, this new baby and then your work life as well. Um, some moms like to focus on weight loss and most of the time they're, they're continuing with those nutrition and, and exercise goals that they created in the pregnancy period and whether it's keeping them the same or it's changing it a little bit now that they can be a, more of a, a vigorous workout that they're not pregnant. Um, and then we do have some moms, you know, who are experiencing some postpartum depression, which I don't specifically provide any counseling, um, but we can 
integrate goals that maybe they were working with their counselor on or their doctor on to help with mood improvement. Awesome. Wow. So that's, uh, you have a lot to do every day. <laughs> and are you working with quite a few people on the daily, on a daily basis? I would say that the most amount of clients I have in a day would be six or seven. Okay. Um, my caseload is depending on the time of year, because we do have some slow seasons and now we're starting to move into the busier season. So um, the maximum my caseload would be would be about 50 and the smallest would be probably about 20, 25. Well, yeah, that's a, that's another question that a lot of people I think have is, you know, how, you know, is this a full-time job? Is this a part-time job? How many people are going to be on my caseload? What does that look like? And, uh, and I'm curious to know where the, are the clients, so the clients that you work in the pregnancy realm, these are employees and or employee families, correct? Correct. For the okay. most part, we have started to include people in the community that don't work in St. Luke's that are pregnant um, into our program. And I would be assigned those, um, but that's pretty new okay. um, because we receive a stratification list of anyone who's recently visited a St. Luke's facility. And so now um, they're triggered if they had an OBGYN visit. Got it. Yeah, it's I think a lot of times they just, you know, it's just trying to find the resources that are available, right? And when you're pregnant and trying to figure out what that's going to look like and um, what what do you know, they don't know what to ask, right? You don't when you've never been pregnant before, you don't know what you don't know, right? So sometimes it's helpful to have someone um, like you kind of helping them know you know, sharing information with them or giving them some guidance in areas that maybe they wouldn't have known unless you'd mentioned it to them, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So um, we would love to hear um, maybe some success stories about, you know, just from, from your clients that you've seen. Um, it's always exciting to see that uh, we make a difference as coaches. And so um, we would love to hear if you wouldn't mind sharing maybe some of your uh, client success stories with us. We'd love to hear about those. Yes, I would love to. Um, so I have a couple. I have one lady that I worked with and she was in uh, I would she was in her her early 40s, um, so considered more of an, an older mom. Mm -hmm. And she had a lot of anxiety about it. Uh, she also had a full time job where it was close to 60 hours a week sometimes. So she was very, and she was very passionate about her job. So there was some stress about creating more space in her life to, to prioritize herself, especially now since she was pregnant. And it was important to keep her stress at, um, at bay or manageable at least so that it didn't affect her blood pressure, um, as well as creating that time for her to exercise. Um, so well, the main focus for her was really that stress management. And one of the benefits of St. Luke's is that we get free, a uh, free membership to Headspace, which is a mindfulness app. And there's a couple courses in Headspace that are specific to pregnancy. So she started meditating. She was taking these courses. Um, and throughout the, the time that we worked together, she was able to communicate with her husband in a way that was more relaxed, 
that she wouldn't get annoyed as much by the small things. She was taking time to practice gratitude at the end of the day. Um, she was feeling more comfortable with saying no at work when people were asking more of her um, because she had really learned to prioritize herself and be able to create that space to make sure that she was getting 150 minutes of cardio exercise in a week. Um, so taking longer lunch breaks if that was allowed for her or um, ensuring that she could get an evening walk-in with her husband. And um, by the time it was, you know, getting close to her, her delivery, you know, she felt a sense of ease about becoming a mom compared mm -hmm. to how she felt at the very beginning. You know, she, there was a, a few anxieties about being an older mom. Um, and now she really felt at peace and was, and was excited. And then now she's, she's about three months postpartum now and she's continued her mindfulness practice. Um, she now is taking her, her little baby out on walks with her and she's found it way easier for her to communicate what her needs are and ask for what she wants, um, which is really a goal that she was trying to work on even before that she was pregnant, but this was kind of that additional push that she received. Um, and she kind of looked at pregnancy as this opportunity to build that skill. And, you know, it was so, you know, one of her values was, um, you know, family and making sure that she had uh, that close-knit connection with, with the individuals that surrounded her. And so this really set her up for success for that postpartum period to not allow work to prioritize the time she wanted to spend with her family. Wow. Yeah. People don't often think about health coaches helping with stress management, right? Um, but it's a huge area of need, especially in that, you know, time of your life when you are expecting. And um, I mean, I think the last statistic I think that I heard about 50% um, of pregnancies are unplanned, right? And so all of a sudden you've got um, a brand new journey right in front of you that was unexpected and learning how to manage your, your stress and your emotions and all the stuff that wrap around that is, um, is knowing that a coach can help with that management, you know, to teach them those skills, to help them successfully progress through that is exciting. I don't think a lot of people think about health coaching in that area. Mm -hmm. And especially, I mean, that has been, I would say, not just with my pregnancy clients, but also with the general population during this pandemic. Yes. You know, stress and anxiety have been one of the most popular goals. And again, we're not counseling them, Right. But we're helping them to create those goals for how often are they going to practice mindfulness during the week or yoga or breathing exercise so that they can build those coping strategies. Mm -hmm. Or even just put margin in their lives, right? People pack their schedules so full, they don't give themselves breaks. Mm -hmm. And um, being intentional about creating that space is something that oftentimes needs to, they have to learn that, right? It's not something that they innately think to do. Yes. Yes. Very yeah. true. Awesome. That's a great story. You said you had another one. Yes. So I have one other success story that I thought would be great to share. Um, so I, I haven't had many clients who have been diagnosed with gestational diabetes, but I did have one recently. Um, and nutrition was really the main focus from her for her at 
since I started work, working with her, which was, I believe, again, in the second trimester. And, you know, from the get-go, she told me that she had a sweet tooth, you know, and mm -hmm. so one of her first goals was really to reduce the amount of sugar that she was eating because she was at a higher risk of developing gestational diabetes. Um, and it was, it was a concern for her. And also in pregnancy, you know, we're dealing with a lot of cravings. We may find that we focus more on comfort eating or we're just trying to eat whatever it is that we can tolerate, especially mm -hmm. if we have food aversions or nausea. Um, and so it can be a fine line that you're walking on with pregnancy as far as nutrition because not everyone can just focus on eating vegetables. A lot of times that's that's their aversion. <laughs> right. they, they don't want to eat vegetables. So it did end up that she um, was diagnosed with gestational diabetes. And so we really dove in deeply and trying to address the need that she was experiencing when she had that sugar craving. You know, was it that she wanted sugar or was it that she wanted comfort or was it that she needed to blow off some steam right that she was experiencing higher anxiety and so through mostly her third trimester um, and really towards the end of the second trimester we really focused on what are those triggers that's causing me to want these sugars and so once that she, she could identify and recognize that that I'm about to engage in comfort eating or stress eating, let me check in with myself and think about what I really need right now. And so even though she was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, she was able to really keep her blood sugars at that point for the rest of her pregnancy and in a normal level because she was able to stop herself from overindulging or um, giving her body what it wasn't really asking for, trying to sort of move away from that instant gratification of sugar as well. And now in the postpartum period, she's, you know, found other, and we, we tried to focus on more of those non-edible mm -hmm. items um, that she could, she could practice. And so now in that postpartum period, you know, trying to transition into to motherhood, it can be a roller coaster ride sometimes, especially when you're sleep deprived. She has been so appreciative of the fact that she now has some new really self-care activities that she can engage in instead of turning to um, turning to eating, right? Mm -hmm. She started journaling. This, I guess, is edible, but drinking a cup of tea was really soothing for her or just stepping mm -hmm. outside and taking some um, breaths of fresh air. So it was, it was really a powerful experience for her to dive into her relationship with food and how to address it in a different way that was more fulfilling. That's awesome. Yeah, these are these are powerful stories, Ashley. I think that so often, you know, people don't realize all the connections that are happening. And um, like you said, you know, we have these cravings, but people just think, oh, it's just a craving, but there's, there's often underlying reasons, right. And being able to stop, pause, identify, reflect on what's going on and then making a different choice. Um, that can be more helpful for your, you know, for your particular um, situation is a powerful tool to have. Yes. And, and can be applied in, you know, other areas of your life right now that she's kind of gone through this journey she's more likely to check in with herself if she feels as if 
you know, I, I'm being, I'm not being mindful of my body right now. How can mm -hmm. I be more intentional about my decision-making? Yeah. And I mean, what, what these couple of stories that you've shared just kind of are reflecting back on me, how powerful health coaching is, right? Uh, so many people are, you know, is even those who are exploring becoming a health coach are still a little bit unsure. Well, what does it look like the day in the life of a health coach? And um, and what what am I going to be able to do? And how can I help people? And can I make a difference in my community and with the people that I'm going to be working with? And your stories have clearly a, like a resounding yes, right? <laughs> There's just um, so many things that are um, are accessible to people and health coaching is one of them. And there's a huge demand in health coaching. There's a lot of people who are um, needing health coaches and um, don't even know that it's available to them. So I, you know, applaud your hospital for um, creating, you know, this opportunity for um, people in the community, people in the employee um, and, in, you know, just employees and their families being able to have access to health coaches. How many health coaches do you have in your hospital right now? We are a team of seven and two of us are nurses. Um, there are a few other certified health coaches that are not really operating as health coaches, but they're part of our well-being team. Um, but as far as the health coaching team that lives within care management, there are seven. Wow. Yeah. So, and hospitals, you know, this is still, this is new even, right? For kind of health coaches really do bridge a gap in the medical community that um, traditionally hasn't been filled before. And now all of a sudden there is this role, this health coaching role that can really add and enhance um, what hospitals and, and physicians offices and any other kind of medical community are able to offer their patient population. So that's exciting um, for that. So, well, these have been phenomenal stories. It's been so exciting to talk with you. Where do you see things going for you now? Where you're kind of heading into the future, and um, what do you what do you see in your future as a health coach? Uh, well, you know, I plan to continue working for St. Luke's for. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I can place like an amount of years on it, but I have no reason to leave right now, right? I've created this. <laughs> this program for the expecting moms and postpartum that I, I'm really proud of and has been a great success. And, you know, my initial passion in health coaching was chronic illness. So I, I'm, it is enjoyable for me to have my hands in, in both demographics. Um, you know, down the line, I would possibly like to have my own private practice, uh, maybe partnering with a dietitian, um, so that I can have a more personalized coaching program. You know, there's still guidelines of what we have to follow working mm -hmm. for a health corporation, you know, that, that because of certifications and accreditations that we have to do. Um, mm -hmm. So I would like to have a little bit more flexi flexibility down the road as far as what I've learned in my trainings and my experience that I've had that I feel like I might be able to make an even uh, bigger impact on individuals if I had more time or I was allowed to try some different exercises. Um, so for now, I will stay put and 
um, hopefully an opportunity will present itself to me. Yeah. Well, and, and also just being that example for other hospitals, right? So um, to empower and encourage other hospitals to do something like this, right? Because I think um, it is still kind of new, right? I mean, health coaching's only been around for maybe 10 years, 12 years or so. And uh, I think you know, as, as more and more awareness is kind of arising about health coaching and especially in the medical space um, where health coaches are becoming part of care teams, which you're demonstrating right here um, in what you do every day, that there is, um, you know, hopefully other hospitals will maybe even hear this podcast and say, wow, how do we do that? How do we implement a health coaching program to work with chronic illness or with pregnant women? And, you know, what can we do to implement something along those lines? That would be super exciting. Yeah, it is. It is really incredible. And I do hope that more hospitals um, jump on board with this because it, it's not just a benefit for the clients, it's a benefit for the hospitals as well. If there's less urgent care, emergency visits, because we help, we're helping patients better manage their health, mm -hmm. optimize their health really, which lowers costs for the hospital. Um, so we really try to like collect data and share success stories uh, so that the hospital can see the impact that we are making. That's awesome. Well, this has been an exciting conversation. It has been so great to hear all that you are doing and um, just the impact that you're making in your community there. We just really appreciate you being here with us today. So thank you for sharing your story with us, Ashley. Thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today as well. If you would like more information on becoming a certified or a master certified health coach, um, please visit our website at drsearswellnessinstitute.org. Or if you would like to reach Ashley directly, her information will be posted in the show notes. So you're welcome to reach out to her if you want to connect with her. So with that, we will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. 